You're listening to Grads Give Back, the podcast that asks graduates of Humber College's business marketing program what they're doing now, how they got there, and how Humber helped them along the way. They'll share their best tips, tricks, and tools so you too can be successful in your career. Grads Give Back, the podcast. Let's listen in. And a very warm welcome to all of you. Today on the program, I'm speaking with business marketing graduate Serene Bashara, the social media and marketing manager at Larco Hospitality, one of Canada's leading full-service hotel management companies. She'll share with us which skills she learned at Humber that still serve her every day, and we'll take a closer look at the ins and outs of social media marketing and content creation. Along the way, she'll tell us why it's important to bring a pen and a piece of paper to your next job interview, and why it's always a good idea to have a few questions ready for the interview panel. Serene Bashara, welcome to Grads Give Back. Hi James, thanks for having me. Uh, Now I know that you are currently working for Larco Hospitality. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what Larco Hospitality does? Yes, absolutely. So Largo Hospitality is the current company that I'm working for as a social media and marketing manager for a couple of their hotels and restaurants in Ontario. Largo is not just operational in Ontario. They are operational here in British Columbia and with a hotel in Las Vegas. Basically, it's a large hospitality management company with a focus on service excellence. Uh, and now tell us a little bit about the uh, role or the role that you are uh, doing there as social media and marketing manager. So my role is, as you can guess by the title, (laughs) managing social media and doing other marketing initiatives for a couple hotels. So specifically, I am working for the Toronto Marriott City Centre Hotel, which is attached to the Rogers Centre in Toronto, as well as their sports bar and restaurant, Sportsnet Grill, um, along with the Sheridan Toronto Airport Hotel and Conference Centre and their respective restaurant, Olio Grill. What's, what's a day in, in the life look like for you? You sort of your nine to five. So I'll just give you a general about what I could be doing on any given day to kind of sum it up. Sure. Um, if I want to do a video, then I might be spending the majority of the day directing personnel, filming, running around the hotel, <laughs> the actual editing of the video. I could be spending quite a bit of my day doing photography around. I could be going possibly to both hotels in the same day. Um, I could be spending primarily most of my time at one, or I could be home editing photos or taking photos, along with basically analyzing our social media channels and working on a strategy for each restaurant and hotel and doing the copywriting for that, which requires a lot of research into, for example, sports for Sportsnet Grill, which has its own brand identity. Um, And then you have the hotels that might focus more more on service. So looking into maybe Google alerts on what are people searching right now? What are they interested in? Are people searching more for hotels that include breakfast in the morning? Or if they don't care about that, but they really want a swimming pool and a gym included, right? So what are the things that I'm going to focus on? Because it's not just guessing and posting fun things on social. It's doing things that are actually for the customer to try to make a profit and help out sales. and 
I think that a big part of my job in that sense is showing and advocating for the value of social media in a company. And so when I talk about the fact that there is a lot of research that's involved in my nine to five day, um, a lot of it might be meetings and working with sales teams, as well as the event staff and um, other employees at each hotel and restaurant to ensure that I am actually meeting their goals and working towards, sorry, representing their brand accordingly to their standard and to um, their brand identity. And that whoever they are targeting is being targeted accurately and that I'm portraying that in a good way. Prior to the pandemic and lockdown, uh, many businesses had uh, a digital presence. They had a website, they had a few social media accounts, but I think we've seen through this pandemic, lockdown, COVID period, a big shift even in, well, and certainly in consumer behavior and consumer preferences for things to be happening online, which has forced a lot of companies to rethink their digital strategy. You mentioned a moment ago about advocating for the, for the value of your role, social media marketing within the organization. How important do you think that is now? And have you seen that kind of change in direction? Yes, absolutely. So I'll go a little bit into why we've had to advocate and what you said exactly, that things and mindsets have changed the businesses. Um, prior to the pandemic, there are some companies that definitely understood the value of social media, which for those who are maybe still new to learning and the platforms, but the big thing about social media and even digital marketing as a whole, talking about email marketing in comparison to a commercial or in comparison to um, a poster or a billboard is the fact that you can see your ROI with very definitive metrics. So the fact that you can actually track a post on Facebook with a link directly to a website to an order being made is a way to show that whatever your post is doing actually brought in a customer and showed value. Uh -huh. Maybe you'll get a random survey from time to time saying, where did you hear about us, right? And the reason they do that is because other mediums, not social, are very hard to track. And so social media is very unique in that way. And so it's, it's very innovative with that. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so important. And on top of that, something that companies weren't understanding because it's so new and we have to be sometimes patient with even like businesses that have been open maybe 10 plus years, social is still extremely new, mm -hmm. that they don't understand how to grasp it yet or what to use it for, but they might have a thousand digital social media presences. They might have a LinkedIn, a Twitter, a Facebook, a Pinterest, and they might not be doing anything on any of them or posting the same photo and not understanding, just knowing this is something we're supposed to do, but why? They don't know why. And the why is the metrics and the why is the reach. There is nothing more valuable than being able to reach your customer. And the best way to do that beyond anything else is social media. You will never reach that amount of people in an email where you have to specifically target and get consent. You can just post a tweet on Twitter and reach over 2000 people and your email marketing list might be 200 people. Right. That's incredible. So when it comes to our role, not everybody understands that or understands why, you know, just how big this reach is and how you can target it uh, to a specific community. 
and that this reach isn't just to random people all over the world. Like you can actually go in and target towards, I want to target Toronto and I want to use specific hashtags that people are looking at for sports or whatever it may be so that I'm getting in front of customers who maybe aren't already aware of my brand. But that's our role as marketers in the social media sphere. Yeah. We have to go in and say, hey, this may be my job, but here are all the things that make it important. Um, here is what I need from you. And here is why you should back me up and maybe why we need some ad dollars. Organic can be great, but you know, ads are very important and they're there for a reason. Basically, just think about it as you are the expert, but remember that this is still very new. It's a rapidly changing and innovative time for digital marketing and social media marketing as a whole. And we're all learning one step at a time. And because it is your job, it is also your job to advocate and to teach and to educate your coworkers and colleagues about what you what your needs are about what uh, what you're doing, you know, maybe you can even just share articles about these different innovations and what they're doing for other companies who are using these platforms very well. And try not to overstretch yourself with trying to have a presence in every social media platform if it's not relevant to your brand. It's a very dynamic environment. Yeah, exactly. So you have to keep educated. You have to keep trying new things. The algorithm changes every week. You know, if you sign up for something like Social Media Examiner or anything like that, mm -hmm. there's always tips and tricks on how to try to beat the algorithm. And it's very good to know. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely pay attention to that. And I do try to gear towards certain things. It depends on the brand. It depends on your content. But it, it can be tough to keep up. How do you keep up? Do you subscribe to some of the industry newsletters that are out there and get, you know, to your uh, email inbox? box every day. That's sort of what I do a little bit. Yes, absolutely. I would say that you should do that for some of the larger algorithm based or like Facebook releases and things like that, that you should subscribe to. I think you should also subscribe to things that are of your personal interest of content, because I find that not everything that is general is pertaining to you. Mm. You're specifically a somebody who's like working in the beauty industry, find someone who's maybe very good at beauty content and just subscribe to them, not necessarily about how to do content, but just follow their content and see what they do and how they adjust. Because if they're already doing something well, try to see and mirror as you see fit for yourself until you kind of get the hang of it. What's your feeling about organic versus paid? Um, I love organic. I love organic for local focused brands. I think when you're local, it's very, it's much easier to do organic and to get good reach. But I think that paid advertising is there to help assist you, especially in the early stages of something just to reach the people who would see your things maybe organically, if not if you haven't maybe posted for a while, if you tend to see an uproar in competition and maybe your feeds are getting hidden and that's where coming, that's where it comes in, but you need to pay attention to what's happening with the algorithm too. You know, there was a time where brands and sponsored ads were being pushed to the tops of news feeds in Facebook. And then now it's becoming that no, now those brands and those ads are being pushed down. And now you're seeing more relevant content from your your friends, you're seeing like their posts first. Um, so but it's a bit more organic. So now it might be that ads don't matter as much. But before it would have been a really good time to do it. And it will probably switch over again and change and change and change. It really depends on the algorithm at the time if it makes sense and who your audience is. Let's step back a little bit and talk a little bit about your time at Humber and the way in which Humber 
has helped prepare you for this role and other roles that you've done since graduation? Absolutely. So I'll try to be as specific as possible for my position in my industry to try to help out anyone who's looking into social media specifically. Mm -hmm. I founded Humber. You have a great variety of courses that can help you help gauge where you want to go in your career. And if you choose digital marketing, um, you probably took one or two courses um, geared towards that. And I found that in those courses, you may learn something about Buffer or Hootsuite, which are schedulers for social media. You will not be able to learn every single platform. Don't try to um, become a jack of all trades of that. People might tell you that um, Hootsuite is being used by everyone right now. And then you go to a company and you hear about Sprinkler and you're like, what is Sprinkler? I don't understand. Oh God, I'm scared. Uh, But no, don't be. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whatever you learned at Humber about Buffer and Hootsuite is relevant to every single type of scheduling platform for social media. And that's the great thing. So when you go to an interview and somebody asks you, have you used this platform, um, Sprinkler, for example, you may, you know, be honest uh, that you haven't used it, but you'd have used Buffer and Hootsuite. They have the same premise. They all have very similar functionalities. Different companies use different um, types of scheduling platforms for very different reasons. But you can let them know that, hey, my learning curve is going to be a lot more accelerated because I know these other two, they have similar functionalities. I have no problem getting in there. I feel very comfortable with that. And it will be a fast learn for you. It's similar to some of the other things that we learn in the program. For example, we learn how to use WordPress. We learn how to use Constant Contact or possibly MailChimp. But a lot of them, whatever the brand may be, they're, they're all related, right? They're all built on a, on a basic premise that is consistent. Yeah, like I had a job prior to this where I was using critical impact for email marketing. Mm -hmm. And I learned constant contact when I was in my CRM course in Humber. So no, I didn't know critical impact, but I didn't feel fearful of that or anything because, oh, I've worked with something like it before. I feel like it's somewhat similar. Of course, there's going to be differences, but I think Humber does a very good job at easing you into whatever is out there right now. So in email marketing, maybe constant contact, maybe you're learning Shopify but you end up doing something else. Have you learned HubSpot, but there's something related to that. And then that gives you a good entryway. So I think Humber does a very good job with covering the most well-known bases. If you can tell, I loved my time at Humber. And I found that almost everything that we had done in a practical learning setting there in terms of even just like working in groups towards creating um, a strategy for for branding or a campaign or anything like that is very real world, is very, very, very accurate to what you would be doing. And I would say that I think a lot of people have um, an issue or are adverse to working with other people. And I get it. It can be very emotionally exhausting working with other people all the time, and that's okay, but you know, to each their own. However, even if you think you want to work independently or be an entrepreneur, there will always be somebody that you're working with. You know, you might be your own team even in social media, but you're not really your own team. You will have colleagues and you will have sales and staff and other stakeholders um, that matter and that you should speak to and be respectful to and should find ways So like I said, advocate for yourself, which Humber, the way that they teach you to do your presentations, by the way, to do your research first, understand your target market, to, you know, follow through a plan from A to Z, 
and then do a very quick 10 to 15 minute presentation where you try to sum up everything you just learned is very real life. Okay, but try to do that even in five minutes with your coworker in passing down the hall. That's basically what you're doing in social all the time to try to get your point across about what you're doing and why it matters. So please um, have empathy for people that you're working with who maybe don't understand social media or who um, don't have the same background as you. Working with people is very much part of the real world thing. So when you're at Humber working in those project teams is pretty important. In real life, you're going to be surrounded by tons of different types of people, and everyone has different strengths and deserves the same respect. And speaking of the real world, many of our students will soon be seeking internships or job opportunities, and that requires the very real experience of the job interview. Do you have any tips that might help students for when they find themselves in the interview room? So I would say my two tips... The first one I wish someone had told me before. It's just something I started doing because, and I just have continued ever since. Um, I don't know anyone else who really does this. Bring a physical notepad and a pen to your interview, not fiddling with it or anything like that during the interview, but have it there and have on like a second or third page of that notepad so you could flip up some of the questions that you've researched that you want to ask the com- uh, ask them about the company because please do ask questions if they ask you if you have any questions and you have none that is a red flag that means you didn't do your research that means you're not as excited or interested even though it may be the exact opposite of that maybe you are excited interested and have researched but it just fell out of your brain because things happen during interviews at least have it written down mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you won't cover them all, but have a couple at least. And I've never had a situation where it's been an issue. You're also interviewing them. You want to see what kind of company you're working for. Also, what your role is like. Maybe they'll tell you, maybe you have four interviews that week. And they tell you about a very specific kind of work schedule. And there's no way you'll remember it after. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the piece of paper to take notes and to have your questions on, please, 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 before you have a phone interview, do not rush into it. If, uh, you know, if they send you an email and ask for a phone interview two hours after the email, please say no. Please reschedule to another day. You have the right to do that. Um, don't get scared that they'll hire someone else in a day. It usually does not work like that. It does take some time. Um, so please reschedule. Please do your research ahead of time. Write down some notes. Um, but actually, I'll tell you something funny. I did have an interview once where my phone kept blocking the number uh, of the interviewer, and I was never getting the calls. And I didn't realize it's because I had... You can reject spam calls on your phone. A lot of interviewers are calling from unknown numbers on purpose. And so you may actually end up like missing your interview. I got lucky. I didn't miss it um, because I kept checking my email and I sent an email about about the call, not getting your, not receiving a call. Um, but yeah, just if, if that happens, technical errors happen, but it can be costly. So just watch out for that. And finally, what um, what role do you think networking plays? in the job search? So I have a very unpopular opinion on networking. I'll be very honest with you, you know. Um, I think that I like things to be very organic, which, yes, is also networking, I understand, when you're talking to people and getting business cards. I think that I'm not a fan of networking events. I am only a fan of networking events if it's not actually specifically called a networking event for that purpose. If it's an event tailored to your industry that you're interested in Mm. with people who you think are actually interesting that you know and don't have to research and look up. Um, But I would say that is worth going to, right? Mm -hmm. And 
Don't take 100 business cards. Talk to the people who you're actually interested in. Maybe talk to even one or two people the whole night and really get to know them. See if your personality is aligned. If the the vibe is good and you want to work well together, that one person is probably all you need to get in. Sareem Bashara, thank you for engaging with us and sharing your insights with us here today on Grads Give Back. Thank you so much, James. It was a pleasure to be here. And that's all we have time for on this episode of Grads Give Back. Be sure to join us again next time when we speak with yet another of our inspiring digital marketing graduates. I'm your host, James Anderson, and thank you for listening.